Welcome to a live edition of the Todd Barry Podcast, live from the Just for Last Festival, JFL, Northwest in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Three great guests, all Canadian, Brent Butt, Katie Ellen Humphreys, and Yumi Nagashima. They were all great. They were all hilarious. A little longer episode than usual, I, you know, I... I'm very long-winded, but uh, it was a small crowd, but they were a really nice crowd. And um, let's do some upcoming tour dates for you. I'll burn these. I'll just do the cities. You can uh, look them up. Detroit, Chicago, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Houston, Woodstock, New York, East Granite, Rhode Island, Seattle, Bellingham, Washington, Wenatchee, Washington, Spokane, Washington, Sellersville, Pennsylvania, Tampa, Austin, Athens, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Asheville, North Carolina, Minneapolis, Antioch, California. And there's going to be a lot more cities added for the 2020 stadium tour, Todd Barry 2020 stadium tour. And uh, we'll be, oh, also t-shirts, toddberry.com slash shirts for Todd Barry podcast t-shirts. They're beautiful. And we'll be right back with... The podcast live from Vancouver. This looks like a, a college lecture hall where they people don't like the professor. <laughs> and they're like people just slowly don't stop showing up. What I mean is, it's a packed out crowd here at JFL Northwest Vancouver. Yeah, people at home don't have to know that it's not really full. But if anyone's going to point it out, it would be me. <laughs> anyway, let's look around the Astis. I thought it'd be a little more full than this. I'm going to cancel it. <laughs> How good they have canceled it? You guys seem like a good crowd, man. Mm-hmm. Anyone see my two shows I did so far this year? Here? Wow. <laughs> I didn't mean both of them, but either of them. Okay, so this is the Todd Berry Podcast. I did two shows over the past two nights. And no one in the Todd Berry podcast crowd <laughs> came to see me at this festival. Wow. You saw me last year. Hey, good enough. In all honesty, we thought tonight was a stand-up. I, I made the mistake. Yeah. But it's never happened to Yeah? Okay. In all honesty? Okay. This guy's going to be trouble. <laughs> I saw when it said live Todd Berry podcast taping, I thought that was going to be you solo doing stand-up. It's right there in the name, my friend. Oh my God, you're not the brightest fan of mine, are you? <laughs> now, now I feel, but he's like, I guess not. Now you're fine. Let's see if there's any other, let's see. Uh, people got there, this is, uh, I'm just checking it all out here. Been having fun here in Vancouver. Uh, let's see some highlights. I, uh, I've eaten Asian food six times in three days. Walked next to Emilio Estevez across the street the other day. And these two shows that none of you went to where they were good. Those were good. So I'd say the shows you didn't go to, seeing Emilio Estevez. Left him alone because I wasn't quite sure it was him. 
also I leave people. I'm not going to, oh my God, Emilio Estevez. But I might have just for the Instagram picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. I think you guys are warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> we have three guests tonight. All of them, all of them are from Canada. Normally, I just have like one Canadian guest just to like throw you guys a bone. <laughs> I said, let's go all Canada, just so no one else but Canada will listen to this episode. <laughs> Our first guest, you excited? You guys are a very nice crowd. I'm not going to mention how small you are anymore. Can't get mad at the people who showed up. Someone once told me that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> it never occurred to me. I, Why are you guys here and these other people aren't here? <laughs> All right. Please welcome the creator and star of Corner Gas, Brent Budd, everyone. Yeah, yeah sit right there. Hello, everybody. How's it going? This guy's super casual up front. One of those. I thought he had a spinal condition, but it turns out he's just relaxed. It would be awful if he stood up late and we realized, oh shit, he does have a spinal condition. It's one of the one of the Sedin brothers over here. They got put up into the rafters the other night. I don't even know what that means. Is that a hockey thing? Yeah, I say we just leave Todd in the dark and just do like local Vancouver references for the whole. <laughs> the whole night that'll make it sail by I, there's, I, uh, yeah I probably wouldn't get them all I know is East Van that's all I know about Vancouver that's all you need to know really is that the fun area it's, yeah it depends what you're looking for fun wise um, heroin yeah bang on that's your, that's your spot then your hot spot that's like the lowest it's because uh, I drove to the wrong theater tonight I thought that, because I'm doing another thing on, the York, on Friday on the yeah. York Theater, so I went out there, so I had to drove, uh, I drove through uh, East Hastings, and it, it is gnarly. It's, uh, something's got to be done about that. I know. I don't mean to bring everybody down, but I know. Jiminy I, Christmas, let's do something about that East uh, Hastings. I, drove, I, was, I was in that area recently, and I walked into it a couple of days ago, I walked into Tim Hortons, and I was like, as hungry as I am, can't do this. <laughs> It was sad. Tim Hortons. You expect a donut shop at 4 a.m.? <laughs> have a certain joie de vivre. <laughs> you guys should step up your 4 a.m. donut shop. It was not posh at all. Do you live right here in Vancouver? I do. I've lived in Vancouver since 1993. I came here to do some stand-up and just never left. Really? Yeah. Fell in love with the place. I was going to, like, I've been living in Toronto, moved down to L.A. where uh, I hear there's a lot of show business. So I went down there to check that That's out. That's what they say. And, uh, you know, take a, uh, keep an eye out for Betty Grable, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I had to, to stay down there and get the paperwork and everything. You have to apply from Canada. You can't be, like, down there applying for the paperwork. So I came here. I had a bunch of stand-up work lined up for, like, a month, and I thought, now, Vancouver's a nice city, but I never get to spend any time here. And I had a couple of buddies here. I thought, I'll, I'll hang out here for a couple months. I got an apartment in the West End. And it's been 27 years or something now. I haven't left. Where did I meet you? I met you a long time ago. Yeah. I can't remember. what uh, East Van, I think. You were looking for some heroin. 
horse, we called it in those days. <laughs> uh, um, did I meet probably you? Probably Toronto. Toronto, right? Like, like during the Laugh Resort days? Yeah, yeah, that's probably oh, what man. it was. Late 80s, early 90s, I lived in Toronto. That's one of the first places I ever uh, headlined, the Laugh Resort. Yeah, they'd let anybody headline that place that was... No, yeah, it was a good club. It was a lot of fun. They just jabbed me hard <laughs> on my own podcast. Yeah, that club was good. That was a um, thing they did in Canada, which I don't know if they do it everywhere in Canada, but like headliners would MC the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're just looking for stage time. There aren't a ton of clubs in Canada, so you just, you know... Work, MC a show, work out some new material, that kind of thing. And the Laugh Resort, the thing I remember about it that I think a lot of clubs should consider doing is they had like halfway through the room, they had a track on the ceiling. So if there wasn't many people there, they could pull the curtain and make the room a lot smaller. So that kept it really interesting. Yeah. If you had like a night where 30 people were at the club and the place seats like two... 50 or something like that. Is there a curtain here that we can use? <laughs> Everybody could just sit on the stage if you could just come up. There's the trick like I the learned. the friendly giant. I'm doing more Canadian references just for you. <laughs> There's a trick I learned at the Edinburgh Festival where 90% of the shows are empty. As they tape off, like they would only leave the first two rows open. They go, this area is closed. And then as people came in, they're like, all right, now this row's open. It's a Stab. fucking great trick. Get them packed in. We should have done that tonight. <laughs> We're very loosey-goosey here in Canada. Just wherever, wherever you're comfortable, just grab a spot. It's all scattergunned approach. So you abandoned going to L.A.? or were you? Yeah, I just kind of abandoned it. What happened was I, um, you remember uh, a, ma a comedy manager named Jimmy Miller? Yeah, yeah. Dennis yeah, Miller's brother. brother. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he was, uh, he was kind of a champion of me. And so when I ended up here... A local TV producer named Michael French, great guy, he used to get Jimmy to book uh, comedians for him to do these comedy shows that he would do up in Canada. So he called down to Jimmy and he said, hey, I need somebody to write and do comedy on the show. Who can I book? And Jimmy said, well, a really funny guy just landed in your lap there. His name is Brent Butt. Give him a call. So I started working with Michael French. He got me to help him put some TV shows together. And then he hired me for the next one. And working with Michael French is how I kind of learned how to produce TV and learned how to edit sh TV shows and how to put a script together and things like that. So I just, he kept me busy. Canada kept me busy and I just never left. It's pretty nice here. Yeah, it's all right. And Vancouver in the, uh, in the summertime, well, the two things happened to me. Like when I was here, I came here in the winter. February was when I first landed here in Vancouver. And about two or three days in, like, I was walking around, it was so balmy, I couldn't believe how warm it was. And everybody was complaining how cold it was. Oh, really? And it got to minus one, and that was the lead story on the news that night on TV. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, if there's a place in Canada where minus one in February is the lead story of the news, unpack my bag. And so uh, uh, I, I kind of dug that. And then, but I was still thinking I'm, I'll stick around for a couple months. But I stayed into the summer, and then summer in Vancouver is. I think it's my favorite place in the world. It's like temperate and... Oh, man, I'm going to come back here in the summer, man. We'll redo this podcast. Yeah. It's a big podcast crowd in we'll the summer it. here in Vancouver. <laughs> it's podcast season, I believe, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you should do it on the beach. Like do it. I was going to say outside, yeah. yeah. Kips, I've never been. Is that the beach here in town? Well, there's a few, there's a few beaches in town. That's one of the things, too, like, a, you know major North American city, and there's just beaches right downtown. You just wander down to the ocean. You know? Do you live downtown? I don't. I did for 
you know, a while. Like when I lived in the West End, the English Bay Beach was right there. Um, but I, I live more, it's kind of Kits, but it's kind of a little north of Kits. See, I don't know what Kits That's is. That's the name of a new sitcom I'm working on. North of Kits. It's going to be very specifically, uh, <laughs> very much smaller audience than this is going to watch my TV show. Now, you have 170,000 Twitter followers. I noticed that. Which, I know, I have more, but for Canada. Wow, you slid that in. No, I was, I'm going to turn this around. <laughs> that's like having a million if you lived where I lived. Yeah, that's right. One-tenth, right? One-tenth of the population. 1.7 million I would have, right, if that was the case. Yeah, I was, uh, I was kind of an early adopter on Twitter. And then I kind of faded away from it. Because really? Because I found it gave me anxiety, you know? It's just, like, when I first, it was all shits and giggles when I first started, and jokes, and you follow funny people, and... And then it just became like uh, this outpouring of angst, and then everything that you did made made people angry. You know? Right, and I then, don't mean you specifically. Oh, I know that you put. And so I just kind of got away from it a bit, and then I got I got more into Instagram. But then, <laughs> that's kind of how many times can you you know? Do you get I don't have that many interesting things to take a picture of. Here's my dog again. Oh, that that doesn't stop me, man. <laughs> I do have multiple cat pictures on there, though. I don't. Know. I know. I follow you on Instagram. Holy shit! Uh, well, oh shit! I was just gonna. Oh, do you ever get in? Do you ever? Go, do you go back and forth with people on Twitter? You mean like get into it with them? Not either. Really. Get into it or even politely get into it with them. Not really. I mean, I'll answer questions if somebody asks, like a you know a civil question about something. I'll I'll engage. But if somebody's like just trying trying to start something. I always, but I can't, I can't just let it go and walk away. I don't have that level of uh, adulthood. Uh-huh. I'm not. So what I have to do is I have to type out my response, but then I don't send it. But I have to purge that, you know? I just did that backstage. I was fuming because this guy will probably be listening, but I announced a bunch of my next series of tour dates, and this guy writes in. He goes, good job avoiding Minneapolis. And it's like, I literally yesterday announced a Minneapolis tour date. <laughs> yeah. People always, I have that people, when I, you know, put out tour dates and somebody goes, why aren't you, why aren't you coming to Red Deer? And I was like, I was there four months ago. Right. Where, where were you? Or they'll say, yeah, they'll say, why don't you never come to San Francisco? I think I've done 800 shows in San Francisco. <laughs> so one of those might be, you can give me credit for one of those. But... Now I saw I saw watched a video on your uh, site. I think it was a tour of your home office. Oh yeah, because I'm I'm uh, that's my thing now. Is I'm all about the YouTube. Oh. Have you heard of the YouTube kids? Very popular. It's, it's called owned, the YouTube. It's owned by the Google people. <laughs> did Google? Own, I didn't even know Google owned YouTube. I probably did know that. I I learn a lot of shit and I forget it. Yeah, so I just posted a little bit. I did a, I did a home studio because I got my uh, I do a lot of. Uh, I shouldn't say a lot, but I do a fair amount of editing, and I do re revision art for the Corner Gas Animated. I do that out in my grad studio. So I did a tour of the studio, and uh, a lot of people liked that video. It went gangbusters. Is that the term? <laughs> Viral? <laughs> Gang I'm from the gangbusters. People lost age. their shit over that home studio yeah. tour of it. A lot of people are <laughs> got me like eight more followers. So, so I did a home. I have a home office where I do a lot of my uh, like. I was impressed writing. with that home office. It's like bigger than my apartment. <laughs> yeah, I've done very well. Too. I, uh, when you say very well, let's talk an actual number. Well, it's like it's the same thing. Like uh, <laughs> if I was a big star on a U.S. 
show, I would have 10 times more money than right. I do. But it's still, it's beats, you know, but your office not has... having done a show. Yeah. I've no. done both. I've just done Greasy Nightclub Comedy with no TV show. And I've done a TV show and played stand-up in theaters. And that's way better. Yeah. You okay. do way better that way. Especially if it's your own show that you created. Yeah. Not <laughs> someone's you... terrible show and then you get those terrible people showing up. Yeah. Well, that was the thing when we first started Corner Gas. I, 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 first of all, I didn't think anybody was going to watch because it, it was a show about a gas station in Saskatchewan. I thought that's a pretty hard sell, you know? <laughs> and I didn't think anybody would buy it to begin with, but CTV liked the idea of it. And so I just kind of said to them, listen, I, I have to be in charge of the funny or I can't do this because most people don't realize how delicate comedy is. Like, that's your main job as... If you're in charge of anything funny, the main job is being on the lookout for things that are going to kneecap the funny, things that are going to get in the way and right. distract and that kind of thing. So I learned early on that when you put other people who, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are in positions of decision-making power who have no comedic ability at all, right? And so if you let them be in charge of the funny, it's probably not going to be funny. But then people don't say, wow, that show was poorly edited. They just go, that fat bastard is not right they're funny. gonna blame you and there's some 22 year old who's ruined so I, the show for you i said to the network i the o the only asset i have at this time i'd been doing stand-up with 15 years or something i said I, i've toured the country enough times that there's a certain number of people who'll come out if i come to a show in their town it doesn't take long bombing on tv nationwide for that to go away so i can't afford Mm -hmm. to bomb on TV. I can bomb in a club on any given night, get them tomorrow, who know, you know. I mean, um, I can't relate, but I've heard about bombing. <laughs> <laughs> we were one time, me and I was on the road with a couple of comics, Peter Kalamis and Jamie Hutchinson, and we were walking through the airport security and the sign that said, I, no talking about bombs. And Jamie said to Peter, you can't, you can't talk about your show last night, man. <laughs> they, they really mean business here. See, I would have taken that next. I you can't talk about any show you've ever done. <laughs> I just punched that joke up a little bit. <laughs> but I realize he said it on the fly. Are, do they give you a lot of... Uh... I didn't mean for the fly pun there, by the way. Wow, this one... <laughs> Shows so, off it's the so rails. intrinsic in you. It's so intrinsic you can't not make a joke. <laughs> Do Canadian networks are they? Because I know American networks pretty pretty meddlesome. Are they? Would they have ruined it? Um, well, we had the benefit of really being in the middle of nowhere. We shot the show in uh, Rolo, Saskatchewan, which is hard to get to from Toronto, you know? Um, Rolo and Regina, Saskatchewan, where they have a fantastic soundstage, or they used to. And, um, so we were kind of, we were, it was difficult for them to get there. Plus, when we started doing the show, this is how much, in the very narrow window of time, things changed. When I started doing that show, we were shooting it on film, four by three aspect ratio on TV, we were do, watching our dailies on VHS tape, and by the time the season ended, I was like watching rushes on my phone, you know? Oh, my it was, God. It was such a transformative time in the industry. And just, the, the, you know, the numbers that we got with people watching the show, it's, people don't get those numbers on TV anymore because it's so fragmented. Everybody's right, there's Netflix or 8,000 choices. You know, so at the time, like I really came along at the right time, just the tail end of when... You, you know, if you had a successful show, it kind of, you know, it could really change how you how you do things. Yeah, I was asking about that because they, um, I remember I did, was it open mic? Is that, that was like 
your Tonight Show. Oh, show. yeah, yeah, Mike Bullard show. And I remember, Open yeah, mic. I remember they said, just show up with a set. They didn't even care what I... <laughs> they didn't ask me one word of the set. Yeah. And then we'll have three questions they'll ask you. Just give us the punchline of each one, and then that's all. I just couldn't... In the States, I would be like, it's such an arduous process of just like fine-tuning and going over your micromanaging what yeah. they should actually just leave you alone. But it's kind of, you know, pros and cons, right? So there's less uh, cooks in the kitchen here, but it's also people are, seem to often be operating under the assumption that none of this is going to work anyway, so don't don't beat yourself <laughs> up, right? Because <laughs> I kind of really like the, that, actually. The Canadian format, broadcasting-wise, has always been make the shows that we have to make because we're government-mandated to, and then buy friends for $50,000 an episode and make a billion dollars off of it, right? That's always been the Canadian business model. So the only reason really anybody would ever make a Canadian show is because they're government mandated to do it because it's not a good business philosophy at all. Like, you know, it's expensive to make a half hour TV show and, you know, there isn't a big population base in Canada. Um, it's, hard, it's hard to make that money back. I like Especially that. when you're paying me what you're paying me. We never did Taking get to that, that figure, though. <laughs> Imagine I just hounded him a lot. I need to know how much you make. <laughs> Too classy. Plus, I'm worried it's probably a lot more than I make. <laughs> and that'd be depressing. <laughs> but then it's, uh, but it's mainly because I'm too classy. <laughs> but back to your home office. I, you have a, a couch. You have a desk. Then you have a couch. You have a table. <laughs> and you have like two little side chairs in your home office. It's fucking... And it's a, unbelievable. A bathroom and a shower. Like I, didn't, you, I, didn't show, I didn't show that in the tour. And then nobody needs to see the office shower. Oh my God. I was just like, I was just like, this is like a real, like, this is like a Beverly Hills conference roomy type office where you, you could have meetings there and shit. And yeah, I do have meetings <sighs> there. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'll have, if I'm working on a script with another writer, we'll bang it out in my office sometimes. I got to get home. I have like a, I don't even have a home office. With all the writing I do, you'd think I would. <laughs> but the problem is you get super comfy in the home office. Yeah. If, you, if it's too nice, you don't get anything. Do you done. ever work outside of it? Because I always... I often write at the kitchen table. Just really? It seems yeah. like um, I, I kind of get more done. I do most administrative stuff. Like if I got to do meetings or conference calls or whatever, I go up to the office. But and I do some writing up there, but most of my writing I either do at the kitchen table or I go out in the, the studio. Do you ever leave? you ever go to a coffee shop? I have, but I get self-conscious because I, I hate when I'm trying to get a table in a coffee shop and there's just all tables are taken up and there's somebody writing poetry with their headphone and they got a half a muffin from four hours ago. Right, right. So I sit there and I hate those people so much that I can't be, I can't allow myself to be one of those people. So I'll write for like a half an hour and then wrap it up, you know. <laughs> I was at a coffee shop in New York not too long ago, and I I took my laptop out and a guy walked up and he goes, "No laptops here." <laughs> Did he whisper to you like? I don't. He kind of he was very kind of felt like he wasn't scoldy, but it was uh, but it was the thing. I was like, you know what? I wish I could use my laptop here, but I kind of fucking get it because there is the guy who's like, yeah, buys half a coffee and then yeah. That's nuts. And I don't understand the people are like, you wonder why so many businesses shut down. I think it's because you're not hard ass enough. There's people that are like, yeah, listen, he, he bought a half a ravioli. So I guess that's his table for the next eight hours, right? You got to get out and move it along. Let's go. Yeah, I've seen guys set up like, and there's always the guy who's like, a, 
a hard drive. And yeah. Like a stand for his computer. Dan, you're just making yourself at home, brother. Yeah, three screens. <laughs> sliding frames across from one screen to the other. Editing his webisode at a fucking wave coffee or whatever you have here. <laughs> I changed that. I, I plugged in a Canadian coffee. Is that There's one called Wave, right? Okay. Your coffee shops are open all night The here. Tim Hortons joke really landed good, so now you're, like, stuck in work in the... What was that? I forgot the Tim Hortons story. You know, the down to the 4 a.m. donut shop. Oh, yeah, that yeah. one. I think I may have peaked with that one. <laughs> we should... Work in the local We're going to edit everything out except for just up to that point. Now, you tour... I looked at your tour dates. Oh, it's all theaters, and, and like, and that's nice, right? Yeah, theaters are nice. I like playing theaters. But I still, it, it, it's kind of, I get to have the best of both worlds because, you know, you pop up locally at clubs. Because a club is the best environment, really, to do stand up. You yeah. can't beat it. But, you know, if you have a big theater, a few hundred seats, soft seats, it's fantastic focus. It's great to do. So you get to go into the clubs. I go into the clubs, work on new material, mm -hmm. you know, and then put enough stuff to, together to go on the road and do a theater tour. How are these places all over Canada or are they all close to here? No, they're all over Canada. You really, you know, our population is kind of spread out. We're a vast nation uh, with very, uh, I always remember Kevin Rooney used to say Canada was like this pie crust of people huddled up against the warmth of the U.S., you know. So it's all this expansive <laughs> nothingness and then everybody's huddled down. At I'm going to steal that line. That's good. I'm going to go, you guys are the pie crust. <laughs> For my remaining hours here, I'm going to call people the pie crust. <laughs> do you, um, I saw, now I saw a video where you, do you do a Q&A in every show? You saw, you Not every show, a, but off, pretty often. Wow, that's, uh, uh, it's I'd fun be too to do afraid it. of what they're going to ask. Well, but the beauty is you're editing it, right? Like I'm not doing it live. I don't do a live Q&A when I do the video stuff. Oh, okay. Like. It's live at the time, but if it's not going well or if the questions right. are awkward or, you know, at the end of the day, I'm putting it together. So if it doesn't fly, yeah, I can just not include that. But it's, it's you know, it's not like I'm burning off a bunch of film, right? You just sh shoot it, and if it flies, great, and if it doesn't... I was thinking more like in the room, just hearing people's dumb questions. No, but you, like, you do all that crowd work stuff. You're awesome at it. But I control the crowd. <laughs> like <laughs> mentally? Like See what I did to this guy earlier, am I going this guy showed up did you hear what this guy showed up no thinking i wasn't going to do a stand-up set at the todd berry podcast show <laughs> and look at he takes the best so. seat in the house also <laughs> but he doesn't seem too upset by no, it he's, he's not like no, he's, he's very, sour with his arms crossed he's like we're i can roll with this yeah it's because we're talking about he's him. also like, high as a kite too look at him <laughs> and have you arrested oh wait maybe it's not illegal here <laughs> do you have any good road stories It'd be funny if I just not no just none. I would have if someone asked me, I would panic and say, "I, I, 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 I." I can tell you the uh, the worst the worst uh, gig ever for me. Yeah, me and do you know Chris Finn, a really funny Toronto comic. He and I one time we, and this was one of those gigs that was booked by another comic. You know, a guy who should know better, but he calls yeah. up and goes, "Hey, I, I'm booking this room now. Uh, I think you guys would be great. You want to do it?" And we're like, "Yeah, okay." So that's all. He doesn't tell us anything other than the address of where it is. It's like somewhere between Hamilton and Toronto, right? So we're driving to this thing. And it's like the days before, you know, satellite navigation or anything. So we're just like asking at gas stations, yeah, go down that windy road. We're going through the bush and everything. And now we're like, where the hell are we going to? And it's like this 
It's a, this roadhouse pub, you know. And uh, Finn said when we were he said, you know, we're going to show up and the front door is going to be like a big rebel flag. It wasn't. That was the backdrop of the stage. Though, right? <laughs> like rebel fl- and it's all Harleys out front. And I'm in a g- green sweater and Finn's in a suit. You know? And we're like, oh, my God. So we go in. And it's just like you, you know, if you just picture a biker bar right now in your mind, that's, a, that's what's going on. Everybody is just in there avoiding the law. And so we flip a coin. Who's got to go first? We're supposed to do 90 minutes between the two of us. We're going to do 45 minutes each. So he goes up first for the coin toss. They hate his guts, as you can imagine. He bails after about 12 minutes, brings me up. I go up. Um, It's going equally horrible. And it's so... The thing that always sticks out to me about this gig, because I've had, you know, bad gigs before. I know you haven't, but I've had some bad (laughs) gigs, and it's... um, you roll it as part of the game. But this was so surreally bad that it was kind of out of body. And I kind of stopped caring. I kind of assumed I was going to be killed, I think, is what happened. So you're like, eh, what the hell is it? At one point, a guy walked up on stage, big bald-headed guy, and he had like a sheath, you know, like a Bowie knife. He pulls up this eight-inch Bowie knife, points it at me, and then pulls it across his own neck. Oh, my God. And I actually said to him, Really? You're going to kill me because I, I didn't. you don't think I'm funny? That doesn't seem like an overreaction to you. Like, I'm so far gone. So anyway, I bail on my time, too. I do about 15 <laughs> minutes. So now he, me and Finn are huddled in the corner, and we're waiting to see if we're going to be killed. And the owner of the place comes out, size of a rhinoceros. It's like the only type of guy who could run a place like right. this, right? He's about six foot eight, and he's got long ponytail and big muscled-up arms and all tattoos. And he's hot as a hornet. He's some kind of pissed off. And he's, you two in my office now. So we scurry into his office. And I, I just think the beating is going to begin, right? And he's pacing back and forth. And he's flared nostrils. He's all mad. And after about a minute, he says, you know, if I don't do a full day's work, I don't expect a full day's pay. And I'm like, this is about the pay? I was like, no, listen. Uh, absolutely, whatever you think is fair is fine. I just thought we need to get off the stage. Otherwise, you're going to have the police here trying to solve the murder of two people from the city, right? So whatever you think is fair. And then he just calmed right down. He was like, oh, so if I give you half the money, you did half the time, that's fine? Which we didn't even do half the time. I was like, yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> fair. So now he's all chummy. He thought we were trying to hose him or something. We were just trying to survive. So he pays us, happy as a clam. And then I said to him, uh, hey, is there a back door out of this place? And he goes, hey, yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. So we hustled out into the car, took off, and then we just saw like a bunch of the thugs who were waiting for us out front. God, but... Good night, everybody. I got to think every show at that place is probably like that, right? I, like, I can't imagine. So this guy who booked the, the joint, he's one of these guys, he does like a lot of street jokes and he does big impressions and yeah. stuff. And I don't know, I guess, you know, and we were, I was like doing jokes about my mom and Finn was talking about his taxes and stuff, you know? <laughs> and like, we don't pay taxes. We, we slit the throat of the tax man. <laughs> so we were just not their uh, bag of fudge, you know what I mean? I, uh, it is funny that the guy, like... I, I don't like this comedian. I could not laugh, leave, or I could end his life. Yeah. And he was really on the fence about it. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I think the only go-to is to end the comedian's life. <laughs> um, I did one. There was a guy who used to book shows for Yuck Yucks, but like one-nighters between. I don't. Right. I forgot the guy's name. But, uh, but there was a gig where... Was it Ed? He, I don't know. He was kind of a grouchy dude. But anyway. Probably Ed. 
this is not as good a story as the one you just told, but it was a, it was a thing where like you just had to do the time, and basically, you walk up, no one's listening, no one's laughing, yeah. and you're just like, twelve more minutes. Work, work in the phrasing. But it was like notoriously like everyone goes up here and bombs, but they still, yeah. no one ever said, maybe we don't do comedy here. Yeah. Well, I, we had a place like that on the island, Port Alberni. There was a gig where you would go in. It was quite big. It was like a dance hall. You'd start the show. Nobody would be there. And they would be like, no, you got to start now. So we'd start talking. There'd be nobody there. And as you, you're doing your show, a few people straggling, filing. By the time you're done, you're 45 minutes. It's pretty full. But nobody has, you're just a flower pot. Nobody's looked at you. Nobody's paying any attention at all. So I did it three or four times. And they were always happy as a clam to pay at the end of the night. At the till. Here you go. Great job. You know. So the, but the third time I did it, I, I was getting paid at the back. And I said to the manager, you know, I've, I've played here a few times. Other comedians talk about this place. It's nobody is here for the comedy. Nobody's paying attention. Why, why do you have comedy? And she said, oh, with our liquor license, we need live entertainment. And you guys are the cheapest. <laughs> I was like, duly oh noted. Brent, thanks for being here. My I pleasure. I don't know everybody. how to go. I don't know how to end segments. <laughs> but I give you a nice meaty time slot, man. I give you. Yeah. I did way more than I ever. No, I'm joking. But you're gonna you can edit this all down. I'm gonna edit just to the story of me getting killed by a biker. I like that story. <laughs> Let's bring out our next. Do you have anything you want to plug? Corner Gas Animated. Hey, follow me on uh, YouTube. Go sign up. Go subscribe. If you're a YouTube person, go to the Butt Pod. Because I started a podcast, but then kind of stopped doing episodes. But I kept doing video stuff. So it's the Butt Pod. I've been pumping out episodes of my every eight weeks. So I can relate. Make sure you type in the before butt pod. That makes a huge, huge difference. <laughs> you can know about two browsers and have the, and then the one that's not the. Decide which one's keep more it, interesting. Keep your night interesting. <laughs> Let's bring up our next guest. This woman opened for me two nights ago, which is huge. Please welcome Katie Ellen Humphreys, everyone. Um, I wonder if you should move. Ah, we could do it this way. No, I can. I'll, I'll move yeah, well, down. Yeah, like Fernwood tonight. Hi, Katie. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I went over with Brant, so you're going to get two minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's a privilege. So if I can make it, make it your own. I don't even know what that meant. I'm going to just have fun with it. That's the what I was going to say. Uh, how's it going? Never better. Let's see, with being a guest on my show as people. It's the ultimate life experience. Never better. Now, Katie, mm -hmm. you opened for me the other night. I sure You've did. You've opened for me before. I have. Yeah. yeah. I've requested you. Yeah, very sweetly. Yeah, Thank just because you you're easy to follow. No, I'm joking. That <laughs> <laughs> <It> was brutal. <laughs> I'm here for it. But then you opened for Maria Bamford also, huh? Yeah, real upgrade. Boo. You what? No, oh, nothing. Yes, I did open for Maria last night. It was a real, real treat. She's good. So good. The crowd must be crazy good too. Oh, they're so lovely. They're just so sweet. Not, I mean, your your, your crowd is nice. That's, sweet is the only way to describe these people. <laughs> uh, your it just didn't my personal experience having opened for you a few times and opened for Maria a couple of times. When I open for Maria and I walk out on stage, people are excited and they think, oh. Well, th this will be. This is nice. And the first time I opened for you, 
I walked out and everyone was like, mm, why? That's not, that's not the thing we I mean, like. I think that was the way I introduced you the first time. <laughs> Is that right? Sorry, they, they asked me to have an opening act. <laughs> I didn't want to do it, but I guess be nice to her. <laughs> I didn't really do that in case you're really bummed out. By them. They're like, wow, then no wonder she didn't have a good... I don't remember that. Uh, Maybe I... they were just not settled yet. Yeah, that could be. And, you know, I could be just being neurotic about it. Like, two nights ago, felt great. But I felt like I came in prepared now, knowing that that's who I was going to be facing. That first time, I was like, oh, they, they don't care for this. They don't. All right. Well, I won't ask you again. <laughs> well, now I'm in I guess love someone with who your f- appreciates yeah, yeah. my people. Everyone here is getting a thank you note from me. Now... I haven't figured out your schedule because I, I see you in New York and I see you here. Are you? I, right. I guess you call that Where I'm just a special guest everywhere. We can't pin me down. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Genuinely, right now, I have been splitting my time this year between Vancouver and New York. What's the dilemma? Uh, or is there no dilemma? Yeah, it's a little bit of cowardice. I think of really like I'm. I'm really. I don't really. I'm non-committal on all fronts. And I was like, oh no, I just. Who knows? I'm just in town for a bit. Everywhere I am this year. It's been great. <laughs> Better book me now, because I won't be in town soon. Every place I'm at. Oh, so it, it kind of makes it like, we better jump on this opportunity. Kind of. Or like, yeah, and then or you show up, everyone's like, oh, I didn't know you were in town. That's fun. So it's like a marketing thing. Yeah, but mostly it's just, I don't, I don't want to give up. I don't want to give my apartment here. And I don't, I mean, Canada's great. So you have, a, you have apartments in both places? Oh, yeah, bi-coastal. No, I don't have an apartment in New York right now. I'm always subletting when I'm there. What a nightmare. So every time you go there, you're like, oh, I got to find a place to live? Yeah. It's pretty, I mean. Yeah, I know there's a lot. You have a giant home office? <laughs> you should. I mean, I have, a, I have a giant home office, but also my bedroom is in it and my kitchen is in it. I have, it's, you know, it's all the spaces are, it's a multi-use space. Do you live alone? Yes. Yeah. What area of town do you live in? I live in East Van. Yeah. Yeah. Are we, we're not in East Van now, are we? No. Where are we? Downtown. Okay. You're asking me. I, I did say it was, that did uh, sounded real question mark. <laughs> I asked you a question, then you fired back with the same question, thinking yeah. I would suddenly be able to answer that question that yeah, I we're just downtown. fucking asked. I know, Katie. I can be this rude to her. Yeah, we met in real life. Did we? Yeah. Right. Yeah, probably. No, I just mean we met not through comedy, though. Right. That we, is what we have in common. It's <sighs> no way to meet someone. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you? Uh, how how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I just over just over a decade. A decade. Yeah. That's ten years. Is that ten years here also? A decade. Yeah, yeah. With the conversion, it's still the decade. <laughs> oh, it was funny what I said. <laughs> is that they called that a decade here? Oh. <sighs> This will be over soon. <laughs> I was talking to myself right then. <laughs> so you started here. I did. I, uh, I grew up in Victoria, which is on Vancouver Island. Okay. And at that time, there was no stand-up or comedy scene there at all. It was a very lovely scene there now. Uh, but so I had to I moved to the big city to uh, pursue stand-up comedy. Is it hard to start here? Like, I mean, can you just... Are there places where you just go, I want to start, I want to try comedy tomorrow? Yeah, there absolutely are, but I didn't know that when I moved here. So what I did is I spent the first year, just a real classic Vancouver experience of just, I just mostly lied on my floor and stared at the ceiling, just real sad. 
because it was raining, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's real. It's that real Pacific Northwest malaise. And then I thought, okay, finally, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to a show. And what I now know is there's tons of open mics where I could have gone and seen lunatics mm-hmm. and thought, oh, I, I could do this. And instead, I just, I, I just, by happenstance, I picked a show that was run by a pro and all of the guests were the pros. And oh. I was like, everyone in Vancouver is the best at comedy? It's like, it's Jim Carrey than you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, this, uh, this sounds really, this is for real. So you got, that's probably the better way to start though, right? I, no, but I wasn't booked on that show. Oh. I was just like, oh, I'm going to check out a show in Vancouver. And then I was like, what? This, everyone in this town is the f- funniest person I've ever seen. And then luckily I found an open mic after that. And I was like, oh no, everyone's terrible. <laughs> this is a nightmare. There are pro shows you could go to where you'd have that same feeling problem. Yeah, I've come to learn that. But like I said, it was just by total happenstance that I went to a show that had all of the best comics in town on it. Have you done that show since then? Uh, It no longer exists. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's how good the comedian is. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is too good. We We can't come here anymore. All right. What, uh, when's the last time you had a job job? I still have a job. You do? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I will never... I come from real... I come from blue collar, just real... I'll probably work this job till I die. No matter what happens in my career. I I do copywriting stuff remotely, so I can do it when I tour. I can do it from the road. Oh, that's great. So I'll never... That's it. Like, I just... Even when I'm touring or whatever, I do shows at night and in the hotel, I'm just out drawing an income. That's for an ad agency? Uh, Yeah, a little marketing firm. So what kind of like just products and little ads or what do you, what do you do exactly? Tweets? <laughs> no, I, I work at the company we market. They, it's a, we do marketing stuff for colleges, post-secondary education and stuff. So I write their website content. Like, Hey, have you ever thought of going to beauty school? Cool. <laughs> little sample. That's free. I've heard that. Have you wrote, you wrote that? Yeah, that's, that's mine. <laughs> have you thought of going to beauty school? Go. Eh? Come on. That, yeah. that was my campaign, the come on campaign. <laughs> Do you make, are these funny things that you write? No, I wish, that was what I thought when I was getting into the industry. I was like, oh, I love advertising. Uh, and then I didn't know that advertising and marketing are different. And um, yeah, it's been like 15 years. So you write little headliney kind of things. I, I write website content mostly. Or like. Is it a thing, because I've had jobs where... I sort of pretend it's taking longer than it is because I finish so fast because I'm so gifted. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember having one particular writing job where I was like, I burned, there was other writers who were like, all right, we're going to wrap it up. Though. Using all these writers' terms and I was kind of like, I just wrote a page in fucking three minutes. <laughs> right. And it's better than your page. Motherfucker. But then you built, like, are you billing for your time? And then no, that was it. a thing just where it's filling out the day, but I was just like, oh, oh, yeah. we can just sit here and we can go eat or something. They're not like, no, you're, you're at work. We hired you. Oof. So those yeah. guys were smarter to just sort of pad to fill it out. But they, uh, they weren't as gifted as I was, so <laughs> I'm really digging myself into a hole right now. <laughs> I don't even like the way I'm talking about myself. Do you, um, so how many hours a week do you do that? Uh, I do about 25 hours a week. And I feel I, could, I feel a weird shame about it because it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be... No, there's like, no I, shame. I know, but it's like, this is Canada, man. I got, I got to have a lot of in, income streams. I mean, just because I show up in town 
get a massive check just for telling jokes. That doesn't mean everyone can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, people, some people are like, uh, yeah, they, they're like, oh, I have a job. Like, yeah, you yeah. fucking live in New York. Well, so I, as you mentioned, I've been spending time in New York. And this thing I've observed there, I've been going to shows, and three times in the first month that I was there, someone on stage, three different people said, I quit my three, my, I, I quit my six-figure job to do this. And every, I get so nervous every time. I'm like, no, don't, don't. We're on the, this is an unpaid show. I'd say it's also very unlikely they were making six figures. Well, and they, well, they also always <laughs> failed to mention, I was like, oh, yeah, but your spouse didn't. And you share one bedroom, like. And also, you actually you didn't quit that job. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, that's not noble. No one's like, oh, thank God, you're you didn't quit a six figure job to work in nonprofit I to like go to serve people and like Doctors Without Borders. You just were like, I didn't want to go to work anymore. It's like I wrote four minutes of lame material. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> Take this. I'm doing an open mic night tomorrow, motherfucker. I'm out of here. I need time to prep, to write my bullet points on my napkin. I'm glad you still work. Hey, thank you so much. Especially remote. That's ideal. It's absolutely ideal. Yeah, so, yeah. So you have hard deadlines? Uh, I mean, I have obligations at the job. But it's not like I can't go on stage tonight because I have to. Oh, no, no, no. Have to write, go to beauty school, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nothing like that. <laughs> I've employed Katie Allen to well, punch up well. uh, one of the Corner Gas animated script. Really? Yeah. yeah. Brought her into the room, punch it up. It all makes sense. Now it's got to be funny. I've never had a punch. I've always wanted a punch up job. Not to make it about. Oh, it's How a dream. It? It's the greatest. Good? Yeah, damn straight. Damn straight she was. <laughs> and then she was like, I'm a, I got to get to New York. Like one <laughs> afternoon of working in our Was it a one day room. thing? I gotta go. Yeah, it was like for one script, or was it one? Yeah, a scripts? couple of days. Did you get some good ones in there? No, 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 no. But I did. They I did, did pay for breakfast, so it was like real top-notch gig. I would recommend it. I can. You got I can paid in breakfast? You is that true? Yeah, I can, I can. Part of the gig is when you show up, we eat breakfast first. <laughs> okay. Oh, it is such Just a dream. Just loosen up. You know, talk about our day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're easing into this punch-up session. Yeah. Here's some wanna, bagels. You don't want to pull something. Too funny too soon. You know? <laughs> um, Do you not have hash browns before you sit down and write? I don't write. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Where do you tour now? Oh, man, I got to tell you. The, you don't like these questions? No, I was going to say, I was like, I, I love talking to you so much. I think you're very funny and interesting. Well, here, comes, here comes the backhanded part. No, it's just... But, but no, it's just the first five minutes of talking to you always, I find stressful because up until this year, I've been based in Canada. And as Brent was saying, like, it's just a huge country and there's not very many cities. And you always have you been touring? I'm like, I'm f I love talking about touring. I know you do. And I'm just like, it's not. No, not really. Not a lot. I'm going to Houston next week. You want to get me back on the pod? I'll have some experience. Are you going to be in Houston? I'm in Houston on Friday. For what? I got two shows at a, um, two shows with uh, Hari Kondabulu. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Where's that at? I do not Secret know. Group? Hmm? The place called The Secret Group? Oh, I don't know, because that's a whole week from now. That's where I'll be playing March 1st. Hey. In Houston. Save the date. Have you ever been to Texas? Uh, I have. Uh, once I've been to College Station, Texas. What were you doing in College Station, Texas? Uh, I used to be a... 
I was a college athlete. Were you? I was. Oh, I know shit. Look at this old, new door. Yeah. Oh, content. You just opened a Pandora's box with that. Yeah. Uh, I, was <laughs> a, I was a marathon swimmer before I was a... Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it was a So you went to College Station for a tournament? Is that what they call them? <laughs> yeah, a swim tournament. No, it's not It was a, a round, round robin swim tournament. What is it? I guess you wouldn't call it a tournament. Uh, so I'd been, in, uh, I'd been in Florida for a training camp, and then we went on the way home to Texas for uh, this Grand Prix swim meet, is what they swim call meet. it. Swim meet. It was swim meet, of course. Yeah. And that was my, my first and only experience in, in Texas, which it, uh, blew me away. I didn't, like, there was a football stadium there. It's the biggest football stadium I've ever seen, and it's for the college. I mean, I, I just... I sell that out two times two nights in <laughs> Where in Florida were you hanging out? I used to live down there. Uh, Naples. Oh, I didn't hang out there. Yeah. No, why would you? I mean, I've been to Naples, I think. Sure. But, uh, wow, so you went, to, you went to a little, all the obscure cities in both Texas and Florida. Yeah, there's the thing. So I grew up, I mentioned, I grew up on an island in Canada. Yeah. And so anytime in America, just everything I see, I'm like, <gasps> it's just like from TV. I got starstruck at a White Castle recently. I was like, whoa. Like they Just re- merely because it was a White Castle? Yeah. You didn't see like... No, not, not, no, not a human didn't celebrity. Did you like Brad Pitt or anything like that? No. Just I was like, oh, they really... Or even people like, oh, my sister's in sophomore year. I'm like, you guys really talk like that? Like from... T- <laughs> Did you go on the Sex in the City tour in New York City? I have not, no. Because they have that and people like... There's, there's one house, I guess it was in Sex in the City maybe, and there's like a... Sign up. This is a private residence. <laughs> it's like, well, he probably shouldn't live in the Sex in the City house. Oh, like Carrie Bradshaw's apartment? Or I whatever. think it was some house from some show. I think it was Sex in the City, but there's like a sign, like clearly this person's bummed out by people sure. on from their front lawn. Well, there is no front lawns in New York, but you know what I mean. Just standing yeah, yeah. up. From, um, but also there's like that, that Magnolia Bakery where was in Sex and City and the lines around the block at that place. I think that's... Oh, is that like, yeah. that's where, is that where they have brunch? That's the first now? cupcake restaurant in the history of... It's Ooh. the first place I've, I knew about high-end cupcakes. Really had a moment. And now I'd make them myself. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking broke, you cracked that guy, huh? <laughs> it's the first time you've laughed. It's been a lot of funny shit so far, sir. If this were my show, I'd be doing crowd work with you right now and crushing you. Oh, wait, it is my show. Hang tight for a second. <laughs> Are you, um, do you, do you see, I've seen a lot of celebs here in Vancouver. I feel like you, that's your, you have a sixth sense. I'm shallow. No, I did I that. <coughs> I feel like you have a gift for spotting them. Yeah, I have a gift. You don't see him around town? I don't. See, I've never. I saw I'm, Tom Arnold walking around once. Emilio Estevez, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I've told everyone that. Did you? That made my day. Uh, there's some people at the hotel. I'm not going to reveal their names because it's for security reasons. Paul McCartney. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul McCartney. So how, what is the... What is the do, do you just go to New York? I feel like going to New York again. Uh, or do you have a... Is there a schedule, a ritual, a, a thought behind it? Or is it impulsive? Uh, there's been some thought behind it. So I just I just got my work visa last year. Oh. And then I, yeah. And then I spent, I went for four months to see if I liked it rather than just moving to a whole other country. And I did like it. And then uh, and then since I've come back, yeah, I'll just go uh, if I line stuff up and things. Is there any sort of like, ooh, Miss New York is back in town? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there? Oh, here's the thing about Canada is that if you leave any city, immediately everyone in that city respects you more. Oh. I don't know, it doesn't, you can't get work in the city that you live in. But if you go anywhere else, we're like, oh, and then come back, they're like, oh. She escaped. Yeah. It, like if you but were. You do walk around dressed as a Statue of Liberty, though. That's true. That. So yeah, yeah. Kind of bring it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I bring that on. <laughs> and your I Love New York shirt. Yeah. And your picture you took at White Castle. <laughs> yep. I mean, these are all stage photos. I've never been to New York. I'm just telling people that I'm like, oh. I think uh, you have to decide. You can't do both Vancouver and New York. Yeah, yeah. It definitely feels a little bit. And then I'm at that point. I, I went. I was trying on. to get an do apartment. Dive full on in New York. Get a year lease somewhere. Oh, that was a part. So I went. I was in January, and I was to look for an apartment, but I was just very naive. Uh, I didn't know you couldn't get an apartment. Like, I wanted an apartment for March in January. I didn't know that was a naive thing to think I could easily do without also paying for February. Oh, that there'd be places that people are like, yeah, and this will be available. Nah. Yeah, sometimes you got to go to a place in like two weeks' notice. Yeah, I was noticing or a week. in lots of lots of listings and stuff, it'd be like January 30th, and a new listing would be like, available February 1st. I was like, who's, you know, city of transient? Ah, New York, it's, a, it's rough, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. I just did a dramatic pose for these guys. Uh, I say, with your job, I know you didn't ask my opinion. Mm, yeah. But it's my show, and... No, that's why I'm here. Very into mansplaining. Give it to me. <laughs> I feel self-conscious about everything. Ever since I've heard the term mansplaining, I feel like every sentence I've <laughs> mansplaining? <laughs> was that a mansplaining? I said, how's it going? Is that, is that a mansplaining? <laughs> it's because I'm sensitive. Now... Yeah, yeah. You have a remote job. You can work anywhere. You can live anywhere. Go New York full on. Boom. Yeah. Great. That's the plan. Okay. Sold. What is your, uh, what's your dream gig? Uh, The experience I had with Brent was a real dream gig. Working on, working on shit. Right? That's crazy. I asked you what your dream gig was and it's the person who gave you is right right, inches from you. I mean, millimeters. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I would love to write for late night. That's what I would Oh, like. really? Yeah. Have you done a packet or anything? Yeah. Have you submitted? No. Oh. Do you, you know you have to submit it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, one step at a time. I mean, there I'm, are some I'm just people. building a nest of monologue jokes that I sit in. I know Conan will go from house to house looking to see if someone else. <laughs> but he's the only guy who will do that. Sure. Everyone else, you have to submit it. Like, oh, okay. Cool, like cool, cool. Like with a computer. Yep. <laughs> What do you want? Do you want to write monologue or do you want to write sketch or did you already just answer that? Uh, monologue is my preference, but I do write, I also do sketch. Monologue's a gig, man. Right? Yeah. Because you can, you go home like at six o'clock. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. Oh, just write jokes. You wake up, you read the paper. Yeah. I want that gig. <laughs> Too busy spreading my love all over the world, though. Well, because you love talking about touring. I do love talking about touring. I love talking about hotels, frequent flyer miles. That's it. <laughs> coffee shops. That when you guys were talking about the, the coffee culture, I have a lot of observations about how New York and Vancouver are different now. <laughs> but th- I was so thrown in New York because, yeah, one, they're like, the whole culture of every coffee shop in New York is like, oh, get out. 
you bought a coffee. Move along. Don't. What are you going to sit here? It's Gross. not accurate, but what are we saying? <laughs> well, the no laptops thing. That, like, oh, that, yeah, but yeah, but there, there's like, some like that. Get going. And that they often, many of them close at like five or six. Yeah. that I did notice here like. None of them close. Yeah, open all night. Yeah. Like there's no, I can't think of one all night pure coffee place in New York City. But the whole atmosphere City in New York is like. allegedly never sleeps. Well, that, no, because the whole idea, I've even seen ones that are cafes and things. And at five, it becomes a wine bar. Like they're like, yeah, work day's over. Grow up. Have a drink. Yeah. What, are you still drinking coffee? But you can drink wine with your laptop. That's very romantic. I guess. Just sipping that, Brian, working on, a, working on a novel. Novella. But yeah, here, you can Probably get a, a tea or coffee at any hour of the day at no matter where you are in the city. And in New York, I was like, no, good. But I mean, on the flip side of that, why are you drinking coffee at 1 a.m.? Because <laughs> everyone here is crazy depressed. <laughs> are you guys depressed? What are you depressed Yeah. About? Oh, just because we haven't seen the sunlight in months. Oh. Well, that's why I'm in town. <laughs> to be a little glimmer of... Look, those, that couple just kissed right when I said that. <laughs> wow, that just... <laughs> Normally that would have bummed me out, but the, the timing of that was good. <laughs> Katie, right. I think we have to bring up our next guest. Yeah, we've done it. We did a good. This is a good chunk, right? Absolutely. I, well, thing is, I always do these live podcasts, and I'm like, I'm going to make everyone do the exact amount of time, and then I get sidetracked, and then I like the last person does one minute. <laughs> but not tonight. I'm going to fucking go over. Yeah, that's pretty much. It's out. a podcast. It can be as long as you. Did somebody tell you there's rules to how long your podcast can be? Is that what it's like in That's America? a self-imposed. <laughs> Our next guest. I'm worried I'm going to fuck up her last name. Sure, yeah. I don't think I am going to fuck it up. She opened for me last night. Look at me having my opening acts on. People. <laughs> Please welcome Yumi Nagashima. Hi, Yumi. Hello, Todd. Did I said your name right, right? Yes, you did it right. So thoughtful. Right, man. You're what? Uh, never mind. Did you slam me? No, I quickly roasted you. <laughs> like a ninja. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Can I hear what you said? I'm fine. I'm, I can take a joke. Okay. I said you are good enough for a white man. You Tip said all that and I missed that? Yeah. I thought you, I thought you said like one you. word and I was yeah. like, you said like... A, I'm Full quick. sentence, and I missed it because I'm in the <laughs> too in the zone right now, or, or not enough, not in the zone at all. Actually, <laughs> if I were in the zone, I would have heard the sentence. Yeah. Um, how's it going? Good. How How about you? <laughs> how is it going with your life, Todd? Tell me all about, about it. <laughs> She's funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Did you have a good, was it, when you got the call, mm. pretend people get calls. Yeah. And they said, do you want to open for Todd Berry? Mm-hmm. A, do you remember where you were? And B, do you remember how you reacted? Yeah, um, I was in my bedroom. I got an email saying like. I told him to call you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it was, it was very impersonal email, like. To whom it may like, concern. Yeah, like, yeah. Are you, like, happen to be available on Valentine's Day? And I'm like, yes. 
Sadly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I Googled you. <laughs> and I checked your net. Ooh. Hello? Okay. See what happens when you start slamming yeah. me? I have a little I knob. Okay? I, have a little, Am I, okay? I have a little knob here that um, I shut. Turn the mic off. Yeah. Um, so you Googled me. Yeah. And then I checked your net worth. And then I was like, oh my gosh, he's rich. And then maybe it might be good to open for you, even though it's on Valentine's Day. <laughs> and I made the right decision. You did. Yeah, he took me to a Saratai restaurant. I took her out for Thai food afterwards. I paid. Yeah, that was very romantic. It was beautiful. Yeah. Like we pretend. I'm still waiting for you to kick in for half, but. <laughs> we pretended like arguing couple. We did. We, we faked the fight. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm leaving. And I'm, so like, I'm leaving. Don't leave me. <laughs> and everybody thought you were a jackass. And I stood up and I. Yeah. And I was like, and I noticed there was more pad tie, so I, while I was standing. <laughs> Well, even a second. Every second. We just wrote a great sketch together. Yeah. It was so funny. I feel like that's going to be on the, the butt pod pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's called hangry. <laughs> right? It's, it's the definition of hungry and angry. Yeah. You're fighting, but you're... Yeah. Eating. It's um, emotional. We should have done that now that I realize. Now that yeah. You, you said, that would have been... I'm not a big... Are you stunt you? Would you pranky shit like that? Well, like, I love it. Okay, so uh, I guess yeah, that's a yes. Time. Yeah. <laughs> you do pranky shit? I love it. I love it, yeah. All right. <laughs> Answered. Yeah. Do you really, what, some, what are some pranks you've done? Well, um... Aside from everything we, that's happened since you've been up here. Okay, um... Like, when I was an elementary school student, uh -huh. I will call, like, to, like, random people's phone number. Uh-huh. And then say like, hey, this is like Suzuki ramen shop. You ordered two miso ramen, but I couldn't like catch your address very well. Like, would you still want it? And then they will tell me the address. And I said, okay, I'll be right back. And I don't go. <laughs> you showed them, huh? <laughs> so less, you, less of a prank and more of just a lie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hor horrible lie. So, you, did you really do this? I really did. So when, when I was in elementary school, when you were immature, I was immature. I still am, but yeah. You've grown out of it. It's okay, not, that's good. Right? Um, yeah, but like I'm. Yeah, I feel horrible about it. Little. So, but if, if I may ask. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> If I may ask, do you um so that you're with that prank, mm. you're banking on them going, Oh shit, I'm gonna get some free ramen. <laughs> this person thinks they owe me ramen. You know what you should do? You know what another way you could have done that? Yeah, what? Show up with the ramen and then say oh, you owe me, owe me twenty five dollars. Right. Why didn't I think of that? I like that you're punching up an elementary school prank. Yeah. <laughs> you know another uh, angle you could take on that? <laughs> no, like if instead of a prank, you started a small business. Right. <laughs> I could have been a successful prank. ramen. If you, wanted, if you want to look into 
to complicate that simple prank <laughs> by adding purchasing food and hoping that you get reimbursed for it. Oh my gosh. And then draw it into a stranger's like house. Oh my god, Todd, you are so business savvy. <laughs> oh man. When you when you insult me, it's the best. <laughs> I just assume everything you say is an insult. Yumi, I bought you fucking pad thai and some chicken dish. Mm. Green beans. Did you, uh, uh, here's something funny that happened at the Thai restaurant. I said, do you like spicy? She goes, yes, I like spicy. I like it uh, mild to medium. (laughs) Okay, that's the opposite of spicy. (laughs) I didn't know the definition of spicy. I guess. You've never heard the definition. Well, never heard of spicy. I thought food. I was handling spicy food in the me- like mild to medium area. Yeah. But I guess it's not really spicy. No, it's yeah. mild to medium. Yeah. <laughs> so when someone next time yeah. a headliner takes you out for dinner, yeah, which is not going to happen. Oh no. Unless it's me again. Okay, that's good. And they say, do you like spicy? You go, actually, I prefer mild to medium. Right. And then you don't get humiliated on a podcast like this. <laughs> you don't get destroyed and crushed. <laughs> Let's talk about Japanese food for a little bit. Hmm? I said, let's talk about Japanese food. Let's talk about it. Let's talk do you, about it. You know what I've been eating a lot of in the past few years? Do- Japanese curry. Japan, I love Japanese oh my God. curry. It's Have so, you ever tried? I just said I've been eating a lot of it. Oh, right. <laughs> when I was eating a lot of it, I count that as trying it. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. It's so difficult. I know. Language barrier. What's that? La- language barrier that yeah, it's a language. we are exp- ex- expre- ex- ex- I think your comedy depends on pretending there's a language barrier. Uh, right. Yeah. When it's you know every fucking stick. thing. I'm yeah. Like Kaiser Soze. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Japanese curry, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah, where did you have it? I've had it. There's three places in New York, I guess. <laughs> <gasps> like, um, like, are they Japanese owned? Or? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not going to like, Pete's Japanese curry and right. some fucking Irish dudes there. Like, I make Japanese curry. <laughs> I wish I did an Irish accent. That would have been next level on that joke. Uh, it's good, though. Yeah. I get it extra spicy. Wow. Yeah. Challenge. manly, right? Yeah, so manly. <laughs> Alpha male. A, That's exactly what I'm it a, is. I'm a tough guy. Tough. I know. So you told me yesterday when I was interviewing you, uh-huh. when we were doing a pre-interview, <laughs> yeah. when my segment producer called you up and did a pre-interview. Uh-huh. That's a very inside thing I just said right there. Google it later. Mm-hmm. You said you've only been doing comedy four years? Yes, four years. Wow. You're doing well for four years, huh? Thank you, sir. I try my best. <laughs> Do you think that's part of the reason you're doing well? Oh, that, that's the, the fact I'm doing my best? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's part of it, if I say so myself. <laughs> do, you, uh, 
Now, I was teaching you about frequent flyer miles yesterday. You weren't, huh? Yeah. Because she's like, yeah, I went to Singapore and I'm going to Malaysia. I'm like, <laughs> all I can, when someone tells me, all I can do is, you must, you got to tell me you get your miles. And she doesn't fucking get them. <laughs> I don't go, how was Singapore? <laughs> what are you going to do in Malaysia? <laughs> I just do, it's all math for me. Again, business savvy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very smart. But you're going to get your, you're going to Malaysia soon and sing. And, yeah. And you're going to get your miles. Yeah. Uh, I almost, didn't I try to get you to look up your flight at the restaurant? Yeah, yeah. And then I was supposed to get, start collecting miles today. Yeah, you could have gotten miles for the dinner last night. I oh. give everyone 5,000 miles. <laughs> I 5, thought that would 000. get a bigger laugh, but I guess not. <laughs> I guess that joke wasn't, it was a little too abstract for you guys, for this bunch. So you t you tour you get that's some serious touring going to Malaysia. Yes, I've never been to Malaysia. Me neither. Mysterious. <laughs> You're like, why has he never been to Malaysia? Yeah. You've well, been to Bangkok. I have been to Bangkok. But why not Malaysia? You were right there, man. Yeah. Probably hour and a half flight. You could have been to Malaysia, man. No. Fuck. You're missing some miles. Oh, oh shit, now that you brought that on, <laughs> I'm going to book a flight to Malaysia. Yeah. In 10 minutes from now, I'm going to do that. In 10 minutes. <laughs> so, uh, you're a, now you, I went to your YouTube channel. You, yes. YumiTube. YumiTube, that's right. I'm a YouTuber. Like, they don't care. <laughs> like... This crowd doesn't. What's going on with this crowd? Man? <laughs> <laughs> how do you, some of your? What's like your most watched video? Like, how many? What are we looking at? Um, the most viewed video is called "Yumi's Savage Moments in 2018." <laughs> oh, I wish I would have watched that yeah, one. Yeah, that has 3.4 million views. How does that happen? It's crazy. I know. How does that happen? <laughs> okay. That's why I asked, how does that happen? I know. If you said it had 300 views, I, I wouldn't go, how does that happen? Well, okay. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds, that's not bad. <laughs> what happened is somebody posted on Reddit. Ah, oh, that's where it all starts. Yeah. And then somebody sent a link to somebody, and then somebody sent it more, and then it's... I'm going to come up with a term for this. I'm going to say viral. Oh. <laughs> that's the word we are looking for. <laughs> So 3.4 million? Yes. And you you make money off that? Um, when, yeah, yeah, like on a lucky day, I make quite a bit and not so lucky day, not so much. I'd say any money you make off a YouTube video <laughs> is a lucky day. Right. Since you're not doing anything. That's true, though. I'm like sleeping till like... 10, 11 a.m. And it's just the cash register, just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, once in a month, suddenly like in the bank, like, whoa, thank you. That's YouTuber. Fuck. I think that my fans, not I don't, but my fans out here want to know exactly how much you make doing this. Oh. 
Okay, so it's like there was one time, like one video went viral in India. Uh huh. And then I got like 5,000 US dollars. Seriously? Like they don't care. They're no, like, they're, they're rich. They're, like, they're pissed they're, off. They're, they're like, in downtown. They're like, we work shit jobs and we make that in six months. 5,000. That was huge to me. I was so happy. That's a lot of money. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. And, and, I misunderstood the system. I thought once you hit $5,000, it will only increase because you will add videos more. And I was using crazy amount of money. And next month, like the viral finished, and then the income was like $600. And I'm like, whoa. That's how Ponzi s c h e m e s t a r t Am I going to pay my rent? Yeah. So you. <laughs> So, you thought, oh, this is just the tip of the iceberg, the $5,000? Yeah. It's you, the bought, like, you bought like, started of, buying iPads for friends and yeah. stuff. Got you an iPad for your birthday. Holy shit. It never got me anything for my birthday before. Yeah. I was, what's the word? Naive. I was naive, financially <laughs> that, naive. That was, that was the, definitely the word. Yeah. Yeah. You learn something new every day. I don't, but other people. <laughs> I've heard about that concept of people learning. Right. Today, I learned that sometimes Todd takes his opener out for dinner. <laughs> oh, shit. It was the right place, right time scenario. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was,、uh, it was my birthday. Next time. Oh, it was your birthday. Yeah, it's cool. Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> oh, no. Goddamn birthday, even. Oh, no. But I heard Katie Allen left immediately. Left or left? Left. Left? Like, yeah. Left. Oh, she didn't watch my show? No, she watched it. And I'm like, thank you so much. And she left. No? I think this might be another one of your pranks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she, we, we talked for a while. Okay, yeah, that's good. And,、uh, yeah. Sorry, Todd.、Was、What are you apologizing for? What are you apologizing for? But、uh, yeah, I was going to reveal that I bought、yeah. you Thai food. Yeah. Sp- mild Thai food. <laughs> We didn't, they, they didn't even ask. Like,、yeah. But maybe, that, maybe that's an authentic thing to do to not ask. Because when I was in Thailand, they never, one time they asked. But, well, like whether you wanted spice or not. R- that was your first time asking that question? Oh, man. I just I realized what a boring topic I just brought up. <laughs> I'm trying to wind down and end this with a bang. <laughs> and I fucking went back to the spicy Thai food topic <laughs> with no real purpose or agenda. Fuck, I'm, the bad, I'm a bad podcast host. <laughs> Get back to the air miles, man. That's what it, <laughs> that's what it was、yeah. really sailing. Actually, just booked a ticket backstage 16,000 American Airline miles for a one way、uh, first class from Austin to New York.、Mm. Not bad. First class. Did it with my phone. Yeah, first class, man.、Mm. From Austin to New York. I think it's one of those planes. I don't, this is going to be so boring, but it's one of those planes that doesn't have the great first class where it's like, oh, I know. It's like first class, like, oh, yeah, that's a half an inch wider than the other seats. <laughs> And you gave me orange juice in the glass. This is not the way. I deserve better. Private jets from now on. Don't you know who I am? That works some of the time. Okay. 
And I mean, I try it every time I do. Yeah. Anytime I try to do anything, I say, don't you know who I am? Don't you know? Don't you know who I am? Because I'm trying, to get, trying like... to get backstage for the show I'm about to do. <laughs> That's my picture right there on the, on the poster. Don't you know who I am? Who's the most famous person you've ever met? You? That one, I wasn't setting you up for that, but it's probably true. Yeah. I realized, as I said that, I was going, yeah, it might, might be true. Now, who was it? Um. Oh, uh, Jack Black. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's a nice guy. He was very nice. Where'd you meet him? Airport. New York Airport. Really? JFK. You went up to him? Yeah. <sighs> I did. And I asked for <sighs> a selfie. Oh. Are you okay? <sighs> Let me teach you how to treat celebs. Okay. <laughs> you walk by him, you go, that's it. Oh. Leave him alone. So you asked him for a selfie? Okay. Yeah, I did. I feel like even people who don't like to do selfies, you would ask in a way that would completely disarm them. Dishonorable. Disarm them. Disarmament. Disarm. Disarm. Yeah. Means. Dishonorable. <laughs> so tell me about the interaction. So oh. you see Jack Black. Where is he? Jack Black. Was just, he at baggage baggage claim? No, just came out from the bathroom. <laughs> Jack Black was kind of like in a hurry. Like I could tell by his like his face was a little bit like red. In, was this on the plane or was this in in the airport? Okay, came out of the bathroom. Yeah, and then he was like, you know, I can see he's in like a little bit in a rush. Right. Stressed. It's because he was trying to avoid people asking for selfies. Yeah. <laughs> all coked up coming to the bathroom <laughs> like this, the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then you see him. Yeah, and then I saw him. Oh, it's Jack Black, and I said. Uh, can you take a selfie with me? And then he said, sure. And then we were like, and then thank you so much. And then I let him go. You let him go. That was yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you don't have to spend the next four hours with me. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Did you post it on your Instagram? Yeah, I did. All right, I'll look at that later. Yes. I'm not going to follow you, but I'll look at that picture. <laughs> Uh, Yumi, oh my God, you've been, this, I've been talking to you for an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Great job. This is one of the longest episodes of the Todd Berry podcast, but it's oh going to come to an end. What do you want to promote? Um, so if you are interested in me being dishonorable, <laughs> please subscribe Yumi Tube. I do outrageous things once in a while. And um, I'm performing tonight at Penthouse. <laughs> they do a comedy show there. But, but between... When do you think this podcast is coming out? You think it's coming out like oh, right. five oh, minutes from now? Um, and hey, I wonder if we can make it that show. Right. Let's book a flight to this Penthouse place. Oh, gosh. And uh, touring um, Queens of Asia, Malaysia, Singapore in March, and doing Halifax Comedy Festival the end of April. 
That sounds good. Yeah. Let's hear it for Yumi Nagashima, Katie Ellen Humphreys, Brent Butt. Thank you for coming out, everyone. I do appreciate it. There's only a thousand of you, but that's good. Good night, everyone. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that live podcast from JFL, Vancouver. This podcast is brought to you by Starburns Audio. Go to starburns.audio for a whole list of all their podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you soon-ish, hopefully. Bye. Starburns Audio, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.